Welcome to Talking Heads on USA Global TV, starring the one and only wonderful Dr. Jacqueline. It's a prestigious place where world-class influencers and experts meet, and where you'll find the most trusted advisors and coaches for all things in life and business. Visit usaglobaltv.com to sign up for our newsletter, get the value you need, and be first in line to learn about events and giveaways and other valuable content. Connect with us. Email Dr. Jacqueline at usaglobaltv.com to talk about how you can become part of USA Global TV. That's USA Global TV, where the doctor is always in. Hello, everyone, and welcome to USA Global TV and Radio. Our show today is a woman's prerogative, and our topic is, what is a woman? I'm Dr. Jacqueline Kerbeck, and I am very proud to share this screen, this stage with some incredible women, women, as we discuss what is a woman. Let's welcome our regular panelists, Janetta Barry and the Epiphany Process. Welcome, Janetta. Hi, everybody. Great to be back. It's nice to have you back. And our other regular panelists, Kathy Fulton. Hello. Thank you so much, Kathy. And so much. we also... And we also Tracy Lamore. Welcome, Hi. Tracy. Hi, everybody. Nice to see you. And welcome, Dr. Desiree Richardson. Hi, everyone. Pleasant good night. Hope that everyone is fine wherever you are in the world. Hi, ladies. Hello. Nice to see you. And we have three special guests with us today. That's right. Three women who are going to be joining us. Let's welcome them. All friends of the platform. They've been on before various shows, so I'm really excited to welcome them back. First, we have Rachel Bain. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. Thank you. And we have Vanessa Nixon. Welcome. Thanks for having me back. I'm delighted to be here. It's a pleasure to have you. And we also have Nikki Gaffin-Stone. Hi, I'm delighted to be here with all these wonderful ladies, women. <laughs> it's so exciting to have everyone together. I'd like to just go around and have you share a little bit about your background, one or two minutes, and also where are you joining us from in the world? So I'm going to start with Janetta. Uh, well, I'm in deepest, darkest Africa, <clears throat> in the middle of the Great Rift Valley, right next to a lake known as Lake Naivasha, which has hippos in it. And I'm surrounded by many wild animals as I'm talking to you uh, tonight. And uh, I assist people to step into their power and to powerfully communicate from a place of open-hearted understanding rather than from feeling fearful or feeling judged or judging. And this came about after I lost my 16-year-old daughter, Jenny, to suicide after she and I argued. And uh, it, it was a very difficult journey to, to get through that. Nearly ended my life three times. But uh, I was determined to research and study and get through there. And I've been able to help thousands of people all over the world through from day to day challenges right through to terrorist attacks and uh, some amazingly difficult challenges. And it's always an honor to be 
on this panel every Wednesday. Thank you very much, Jeanette. I appreciate that. We're going to move over to Kathy Fulton. And I just ask all the, the panelists, keep yourself on mute until you are ready to speak. Thank you so much. Okay, Kathy, tell us about you and where you are. Tell us about you and where you are. Well, I'm in wild, wonderful Virginia. I can't really top Africa, but, uh, and it is hot and muggy. How does that sound? Um, place where everybody wants to be, right? Um, but anyway, yes, it is, it is hot. It's July. It feels like August, but we're going to get through it anyway. Um, so a few things that I do, I have my own interior design firm that I have had for 22 years. And the bottom line is we help people create beautiful spaces that they love to live in. The other thing that I do is I own a home care agency for the elderly. So the bottom line with that is we help the elderly age in place. So, and that's that's just a couple of things that, that I do, but we'll, we'll leave it at that. Okay, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Uh, let's go over to Rachel. Hi everyone. Thank you, Jackie, so much for, for letting me be here. So uh, like Kathy, I am in Northern Virginia and also like Kathy, I do a few things. And also like Kathy, which is great that I'm following her, is in some ways I also help people create a beautiful space that they wanna live in. And But that space for me is their bodies um, and their life. And so everything that I do is based on my philosophies that work shouldn't suck or kill you, um, that no one should have to choose between making a living or living a life. And that everyone should be able to look in the mirror and love what they see staring back at them. Um, because life is just really too short not to love your body and love the life that you are in. And so one of the primary ways that I help people do this is through my online business, which is in dermatology-based skincare. The products are backed by science, proven by people. And also for those looking for a meaningful side income, it helps them create a flexible path to entrepreneurship and residual income which we all know is increasingly important. Um, I'm also a board certified health and wellness coach and work with a small number of private clients and organizations. And I am an author and just celebrated the second anniversary of my memoir. So thank you again for, for letting me be here and join you all today. Thank you very much. Rachel, glad to have you. And let's go over to Dr. Desiree. Again, good evening to everyone, wherever you are watching all over the world, and also to our beautiful guests here this evening, and of course, our panelists who are here most likely every week, and also to you, Dr. Jacqueline, for giving me this opportunity. I'm Dr. Desiree Chitson. I am the founder of Women of Heart Foundation, Women of Heart Awards, Gentlemen of Heart Awards, Face of Woha, and also another few platforms are, you know, too numerous to mention at the moment. I specialize in women's empowerment to help women to share their voice, to help the world heal through love, kindness, and positive messages. And I'm also an author, international best-selling author, humanitarian, a vibratory voice healer, and I use my voice to bring more awareness in the world, to help the world heal. And also I use my platforms to uplift humanity, but also to celebrate men and women who are doing amazing uh, work in the world, who are giving back, who are making a difference, who are bringing more creativity into the world and who are 
bringing more awareness when it comes to understanding and tolerance and peace and love and kindness and generosity. Um, I also get involved with a lot of charity work across not only here in the UK, but across the world through my platforms. Thank you so much. And I'm so happy to be here. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. And let's go over to Tracy. I'm director of Lamori Media. Uh, we're an international global award-winning public relations and media firm, basically helping people build their brand um, by getting media attention, radio, TV, newspapers, magazines, and that kind of thing. And I'm a mother of two. I've been married for 27 years. Uh, and this week I've been doing all kinds of renovating. So it's renovation week for me. Thank you very much, Tracy. I appreciate that. Okay, we're going over to Vanessa now. Hi, I am joining you from Washington State. Uh, I'm Vanessa Nixon. I'm a traditional naturopath. I'm also the CEO of the natural cosmetics company, Natural Look Mineral Makeup. And I am a professional belly dance instructor. And I um, am really passionate about helping to empower women to thrive through the menopausal journey through natural health, natural beauty, and natural movement so that they can make this chapter of their lives the healthiest, most vibrant, and most impactful, and so that they can do what they are really meant to do in this life. And thank you so much for having me here. Thank you very much. And uh, Dr. Desiree is in London and Tracy is in Canada. So just wanted to mention that. Nikki, over to you. Wow, what a panel to follow. Um, I'm in Southern Colorado. I don't sound it, but that's because I'm not from here. Um, I use human design to help people find where they're stuck and where they'd like to go and to reach that place with ease. Um, and in an authentic way. I also have a background as a board certified behavior analyst. So I work um, with people for behavior change, particularly families. I have um, a long history of working with families with kids with special needs. So these are all areas that I focus on now. And everything lives in my online business, which is gaffinstone.com. And I'm delighted to be here. I used to belly dance, by the way. So that's, that's so cool. Fantastic. Thank you. And I'll just give a little bit of information about myself. I am located in Avalon, New Jersey, on a beautiful island with a view of the bay. And I'm just so grateful. And I am the founder and president of USA Global TV. We have 27 shows a week as of now. And when I'm not spending all of my time here, I'm doing it over on my other business, Dr. Jacqueline LLC, where I am a certified life and career coach. And I'm certified meditation instructor, certified yoga instructor, and I'm also a best-selling author. And I teach people to listen. In my role as the listening mentor, I have courses where I have people watch role plays and they think they're listening at a level of six and above and they start watching the role plays and they see themselves in the role plays and realize there's always room for growth. So that being said, thank you for sharing. Thank you for caring. Thank you for being here. Let's get into our topic today. I don't know where it's going to go, but let's start off with this. What is a woman? We had four generations of our family here over the weekend. We had males and females, and none of us could answer the question. And we looked it up on Google and Wikipedia and Webster's Dictionary. I love when they give a definition that includes the word. A woman is a form of a woman, 
No. So we don't know what the answer is. Does anyone have any input and want to share? Who wants to go first? Tracy, is that you? I don't know. I don't know if I have a answer. What is a woman? Um, well, what actually answering what is a person? I guess, you know, we're, we're half the planet or whatever the percentage is. We're uh, mothers, which means we create, you know, humanity. Obviously, we have a little help, but but one of my clients writes books, wrote a book about, uh, it's called Mother Behold Thy Son. And it's about the power that we as women and mothers and mother figures have, you know, to, to change things. So I think what a woman is, is a powerful human that is probably, you know, more able than she knows she is. Thank you, Tracy. All right. Who wants to comment, whether you agree or disagree or have something else? Rachel, you're unmuted, please. Yeah, I think, Tracy, I love that you touched on d many different roles that a woman or a person could be. Um, you know, Dr. Jacqueline, when you shared that, the first thing that came to mind is whatever she wants to be, kind of period, which I don't mean to say like that's a conversation ender, but just as, you know, if you define it generally, it's whatever she wants to be. And then, okay, what does that mean? What can that mean? Well, then we can get more specific with each person. Um, Thank you, Rachel. I love that. I, I Actually, I had a conversation with someone recently who was a woman in the military. Uh, she's an engineer. She's a mom. She's a coach. She, you know, she has so many things. And for a while there, she perceived that as a problem because how do you show up? Are you soft? Are you strong? And, you know, how, how do you show up? And my question was, why do they have to be exclusive? You can be soft and strong. And having many things that you do means you're multifaceted like a diamond. Isn't that a good thing? And I think women have this in common. Every single person that's spoken on this panel today has multiple roles. We all have many things that we do. And that's without even going into the non-business life. So I would say a woman is a very well-cut diamond. <laughs> I love that. I, I think that is a gorgeous definition of, of a woman. Um, and I agree with everything that everybody said so far. And the one thing that's coming through to me as a through line of all of those things is the uh, creative aspect of women, how that's one of the things that allows us to be so multifaceted. It's one of the aspects that allows us to bring new life into the world, whether that's, you know, physically or, you know, literally or figuratively. Um, so that that piece about creativity and the create creative energy that we have, you know, in our womb space as women, um, you know, whether we have a physical womb anymore or not, we still have this. Uh, energy that that comes out of that boom space that allows us to be so creative and so multifaceted. And that's that's what's coming through for me right now. Thank you, Vanessa. So a question I have for for you just to consider if you think about, you know, we're all different ages, different generations. When I was growing up, a woman is the one who bore children. We have the reproductive organs. The child comes through us and that's what a, a woman was. And of course, I never had any children and I threw myself into my career and I kind of felt like I took on a, a masculine role because I've always been a career person. But going back to it, what about the perception 
that the perspective that if you have certain organs, that means you're a woman. Is there any validity to that? Okay, well, I'll step forward and say, well, obviously, physically, definitely. But uh, I, I was uh, following on what everybody else has been saying. I think what was a woman 10 years ago, five years ago, and obviously I'm generalizing, is very different to today. And, and as you were saying, Dr. Jacqueline, uh, there are so many facets within ourselves that make up who we are. And I think what's happening, and I've observed what's happening, is that uh, women, rather than fighting for an equality to the opposite sex, is now understanding that they are uniquely, they are unique. Each Each woman is so unique and made up of specific facets that that comprise who they are that we may have the same uh, bodily organs but we're we're who we are in as each individual and beginning to understand that there is that uniqueness even though we have the same sexual organs and and I find that very heartwarming thank you Janetta Dr. Desiree, would you like to comment? Oh, thank you so much for releasing. I agree with Rachel. I think a woman is all that she can be. And I believe we are the guiding lights of this uh, irrational world. And I think that we are more stronger than we ever know. To me, women are so strong and they, we are like dove on the inside. And we go through many things, but we are very strong. So we're like a dove on the inside, but we are like a lion on the outside. And I think that women, uh, you know, how we see ourselves, sometimes we can see ourselves like we feel like we're not, you know, enough in the world. But I believe that, yes, we are more than who we think we can be. You know, if we continue to put our mind in our heart and our soul and everything that we do, we can be all that we want in this world because we are unique beings. And we do have a place in this world because we are part of the creation. We're creating uh, humanity through our womb, through carrying our children for nine months. So women are strong. And I believe that we have so much to offer the world. And there are things that are moving and swifting, swifting so fast. And women empowerment is more uh, advanced in terms of technology. And all we need is to empower each other and to remind ourselves that we have a lot to offer this world. And I think that sometimes we overlooked ourselves and think that we're not enough, but we are enough and we're more, we are more than we think that we can be. So we're all that we can be once we put our mind and our heart and our soul into achieving all the greatest things and um, believing that is possible for all of us. Thank you, Dr. Desiree. Before I go to Kathy, I have a follow-up question for you. So for those who don't know, uh, Dr. Desiree has this incredible platform. She mentioned WOHA, Woman of Heart Awards, and also the Gentleman of Heart Awards. And so you've been giving these awards, and I'm just making this conjecture. I don't know if it's true or not. But you've been giving the awards for the women to what we typically know as a woman. So as things evolve, how will your program reflect that? 
I believe in inclusion. I mean, there are so many things um, that happen in the world where we have, you know, we have, or um, how would I say, um, men who are now, you know, uh, women, you know, through, you know, having their, you know, the organs are, let's say, um, uh, what's the word? A trans how transformation. So we we as a platform, I always think about inclusion. So we we are not discriminating against uh, you know any transgender woman um, who would love or who is definitely doing work in the world and and you know and she's given back. We also will give her an award as well. And this is where inclusion comes in. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you very much for sharing that. All right, I'm going to go over to Kathy Fulton. Well, so let's talk about what a woman is not really anymore. Um, to, uh, you know, this, this will tell you exactly the generation that I grew up in. Um, June Cleaver, does, does that ring a bell with anybody? Uh, leave it to Beaver. Okay, so, I mean, thank goodness we moved on from that. And um, I thought about that many times thinking, gosh, if... if 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 that's who I was or what was expected of women today, I wouldn't do very well. I'm just, um, um, I think I would be a good wife, but I don't think that I, I would have been very good in that type of role. I, I saw that as more submissive. And um, so, so that that's what I, I think most women, the majority of women these days are not. And um, so but what, what I see of women as today or we're, we're CEOs, we're congressmen, we're senators, lawyers, um, doctors, we're coaches, we're entrepreneurs, we're, you know, I mean, it's it's almost like if you can dream it and you can be it. And you have so many women behind you trying to prop you up and push you forward and, and encourage you. And so that's that's what I think a woman is. You pretty much as long as you make your mind up that that this is what you are and what you want to be then you can be it and with a lot of support thank you kathy would anyone like to follow up mickey i would um i was thinking about you know the, the question while we're all talking um and a woman is the person who identifies as a woman that kind of solves the question about transgender or not um I, I don't know that it matters. It's just whoever's identifying as a woman is a woman. Now, what do you do in that um, position? Well, whatever role you really want is something that you should be able to get. I mean, one of the things that human design has opened up is a knowledge that you're not limited by other people's boxes. You don't have to fulfill society's roles that they have prescribed for you. And in fact, it's better if you don't. It's um, preferable for you to live your own life according to your own design. And, you know, human design is wonderful for this because it shows you what's right with you. There isn't anything wrong and you don't have to be in anybody's box. And that's one of my favorite things. Thank you, Mickey. I appreciate that. Okay. So panel. We've lost a couple of people. I think they'll be back, but uh, we'll keep going. So as we look at what is a woman, we've discussed that. Let's talk a little bit about what is femininity? 
because we're just on the men's show and the men were talking about masculinity, femininity, you know, we all have our, our, those energies. So when you think about femininity, is it leave it to Beaver Cleaver, whatever her name was, I forget, or is, what comes to mind for you? I'll start with Vanessa. You look like you might have an answer there. Uh, well, for me, uh, and I, I, I do work a lot with feminine energy with my clients. And so some of the things that come up again and again, as I work with women is, uh, going back to what I, what I said earlier about the creative element. There's a very, uh, creative energy, uh, within the feminine. Um, also I think that, um, being in flow. Um, you know, not, I think that yeah, as women, we have both feminine and masculine energy, but um, the masculine energy is more of the, the doing, the going out and getting things done. And that's the energy that we channel in our businesses um, and our, our entrepreneurial energy. But when we're channeling our feminine energy, it's more of being in, a, in flow, being in alignment, just being instead of doing and um, allowing and receiving and just kind of that reciprocal relationship that we have with other people in our lives um, and the world in general with the earth, just being in that reciprocal flow. Um, that really speaks to the feminine um, component for me as well as community. You know, women love to nurture each other. We love to be supportive of each other. And I think that comes from the feminine energy, the feminine side of wanting to be in community, wanting to collaborate, wanting to be in communication, keep those lines of communication open. Again, going back to this flow. So I, I think that everything for me kind of comes back to this flow. We, we flow through our lives when we're in that feminine energy. Thank you, Vanessa. And you teach people how to belly dance. That's one of the things you do. And I signed up for your course, which I love. So when I think of feminine energy, I can see, you know, beautiful belly dancers, whatever they look like, just putting out that light and love in the world. And I don't know what this this container looks like per se, but I feel like it's just that expression of being yourself and being comfortable in your own body. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that goes back to the subject of being instead of doing, you know, we're just, we're being and we're exuding that part of ourselves out into the world. And I think that's um, one of the ways that we can make the biggest impact in the world is just by being the, the woman that we are. Thank you for that. Rachel, did you have a comment? Yeah, thanks, Kat. Uh, Jacqueline. I you know, Vanessa and Mickey have, we've all touched on really nice things. Um, and I am picking up on a couple of themes, which are this idea of flow, and it relates to really not locking ourselves in a genre. Um, the, and that, and that goes back to even femininity and, and masculinity or male and female, what is a woman, what is a man? Um, you know, it's not just this binary or like, you have to be this always, or you have to be that always, right? It's, and that's true for men too, right? And I know we're focusing on women because we're all women and that's what the show is. But I just, to throw that out there, men can have that quote feminine soft side too and we should allow them to have it because it only helps us be comfortable in our quote masculine, more like domineering, if you will, side, right? So 
if we just allow everyone to have all of it and show up as they need to when they need to, I mean, I think that's what you're talking about with flow and that's what you're talking about with not locking us into a box. Um, and, you know, just to share one little anecdote, when I was, um, so I'm, I'm 40 for the people that are tracking, you know, what generations we have here. And so I'm an elder millennial or an exennial, depending on which article you read. And when I was growing up, I was, I thought I was going to be a famous singer. Um, so I had, you know, specific artists that I would want to follow and try to emulate. And, um, I would go into say Camelot music store, if anybody remembers those and look for the tapes, which then became DVDs. And I would not know, I would know the song or I would know the artist, but I wouldn't necessarily know the genre because I didn't care. I didn't care where they were classified. I just wanted the song or the artist. And back then you had to know the genre because everything was categorized based on what box some studio had decided to put them in. And I hated that because I loved singing all different types. It was about the music and the song and the feeling. And I love now, you know, there's country rap, there's all sorts of, of hybrids and crossovers. And I think we're seeing that not only with music as the anecdote, but with people. And we're allowing people to start to show up in their full selves in more, increasingly more places. And I think that is gonna help articulate what these definitions are that we're talking about. Thank you, Rachel, I appreciate that point. All right, who else wants to share before we move on to something else? Janetta? Yeah, you were asking what 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 do do does one think of is femininity and the fact that we do have masculinity in us. Uh, and what I've observed as now at 64 is that I've had times where I've been very masculine for 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 a, a, a long time and then very feminine. And as the decades have gone on, I've noticed that more and more I'm balancing out the two. And uh, there are shorter times I'm in my masculine, masculine energy and shorter times when I'm in, in my feminine. And the two seem to meet and complement each other far more often which makes me more comfortable in my skin. And for me, I think it is about taking that yin and yang in, in, inside ourselves and balancing it out to celebrate being feminine with our masculinity. And I, I haven't looked back since I've been able to, to look at it that way. Thank you. Thanks, Janetta. I appreciate that. Okay, so my next question I have for you is, I'm sure you've all encountered this at some point in your life. You're filling out a form, you're at the doctor's office, you're online, and are you single, widowed, divorced, married? And I think to myself, well, I am divorced, but I really feel like I'm single because that divorce was a long time ago. So I checked single, but I can't check single and divorce. I have to pick one or the other. So my question to you is, do you think that at some point we will not be defined by our gender and we can just be human beings instead of, are you a male, female, don't wanna say, don't identify? What are your thoughts about this? I'd love to jump in on that one. All right. I, I don't know when we will get there, but boy, I would like it. I, th I think it's past time that we stop putting everybody in boxes and categories and pigeonholing people um, 
unless it's absolutely necessary for some reason, maybe a, a medical procedure is going to be different um, depending on the physical type of the person. I don't know. But I think a lot of the questions that we get asked of this nature are arbitrary. They don't really need to know this information. What difference does it make if you're single or divorced? Like, it's the same thing. But I mean, what difference does it make anyway? If you're divorced and remarried, which one do you tick? Like, why does anybody care? So I, I would love for it to stop being a question and just get on with the thing you, at hand that doesn't honestly matter how you identify. Thank you, Mickey. Anyone else want to comment? I'd actually like to comment on, on that. Um, and part of me says, yeah, that, that makes so much sense. And yet, uh, early on, I was saying, what we are make uh, what we are is unique and makes us uniquely different so if we take away all those definitions and we all become very similar um does that take our uniqueness away it's rather like saying let's call all dogs dogs so uh, i got a new dog last week um so let's not worry about what kind of dog it is uh because it doesn't matter but it kind of puts um meaning and uh, a bit of character and spice into life to be able to say well it was a dalmatian or it's a labrador or whatever and it and then you can immediately get a feeling of what that dog looks like and feels like and and so for me it's being able to to celebrate the differences uh, rather than to see it as that people are being boxed and identified as uh, as as different, but being celebrated as different. Well, if, if I can answer that, I, I see your point. I see your point, but it's also you know when you're looking at a form, they're not looking at you. They're not differentiating between each of us on this panel, it's just which boxes are you going to tick and, and they're going to put you into a category. Um, not having those boxes doesn't make us all the same. It just takes away another form of categorization. Like one of the things that changed in the last couple of decades was names for kids. Like you, you get some girls that are named things like Cameron, for example. So you don't know when you look at the name Cameron, is this male or female? If they haven't put that down, you don't know. So will that person get hired for the job? Because there is still a bias going on. And the longer we have these categories to tick, I think the longer the bias goes on. So I'm not saying that it would be great to dispense with it in every area of life. As I said, you know, maybe you need it sometimes, medical procedures and so on. But for some things, it's just a way of putting you over here and somebody else goes over there. And I, I don't feel that it's particularly beneficial to men or to women. It just sort of separates us again. Rachel, you're unmuted. Would you like to speak? And then Kathy. Yeah, I just wanted to say, I think, you know, Mickey, to Mickey, to your point, um, Jeanette, I totally understand what you're saying. I think it's about context, right? There's a time and a place for certain questions. And I think what it is and dr jacqueline and, and those of those who have the the phd know where my brain is right now you know doing studies and doing um, survey design 
most people just aren't trained in survey design, even the people that are designing and putting out surveys. <laughs> so it's when do you use a question? Why are you asking that question? Why do you need to know this? And there might be, Mickey, to your point, a statutory reason or a medical reason or because the researcher doesn't know if if gender selection or gender identity rather affects certain things and we're trying to figure it out. Um, but I think if we can move to a place where whether we're asking the questions or not, we're in a world that honors differences and yet it's so it's different and equitable, not different or not the same, right? You want to honor the differences, but you just want to be equitable across the board. So I think that might be the goal that we're actually trying to say that we we would we would support. Thank you, Rachel. This is a great discussion. Let's go to Kathy for a final comment on this topic, and then I have something else to share. Well, to be perfectly honest and frank, I hope that uh, he, she, his, her, I hope it never goes away. And here's why. Um, I believe in God and I believe that he created Adam and Eve. And I mean, it refers to he and she in the Bible. And I, 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 I'm never interested in being called an it, or I, I will always be a she and or a her, and will always refer to myself as that. I don't care what everyone else is doing, and I understand the context, but um, that Rachel was referring to. But I don't think that it needs to go away. Um, so that's my position. Thank you, Kathy. Okay, as we come to the end of this show, I just want to share something, and then I'd love to have each of you comment. What comes up for you when I share this? I was told by a friend that their relative had a baby and decided not to name the baby with a traditional name, but the baby has a number for their name. And the baby is not being raised in, with any specific gender. So some days they're dressing the baby as a boy, some days as a girl, some days just in white neutral, and they are going to let the child decide when they get to be a certain age, if they are a woman, a man, uh, gender neutral, etc. So I had not heard of this before, but as I started asking around, apparently this is something that's happening. And I just would like to have everybody unmute yourself. We'll start with Janetta and please share what your thoughts are. Yeah, if I go into sensory with that, it feels like there's quite a lot of charge within the parents that they're, they're working through. Um, it's almost like by, by leaving the child to decide it's, it's such a mixture of what is and isn't and, and probably a bit of confusion on their sides of how they feel about things. It just feels charged to me. Um, the, the, for me, there's a way of allowing things to happen naturally rather than being so specific that in saying we'll allow the child to decide they're doing some very specific things I, I don't know, it just feels very confused to me. In fact, my answer sounds confused because it sounds confused to me. Um, I, you know, it's one of those I would love to go away and think about a little bit. 
uh, and 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 process and 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 get a sense of perfect. We'll come back next week and and chat about it, Kathy. Well, um, it's their child. They can do what they want. They can raise the child the way that they want to. But um, if it were my child, I would never raise the child that way. Um, I, all I can say, I, I don't really even have the words to describe. So I, I'm just gonna say good luck because I see a disaster. Okay, thank you, Kathy. Going around, Mickey. I unmuted. <laughs> I was stuck there for a minute. Um, I think going with the way society is right now is helpful for the child so that they don't stand out in school before they even start. And I think the child will decide for themselves what they're going to be regardless of what clothing you put them in, um, I'm more concerned about peer pressure and the way other kids would react. As far as naming a child with a number goes, um, I don't like it, but that's not, that. that's mostly because I haven't ever met anybody that's been named with a number and it, it strikes me as very impersonal. So, you know, okay, good, good luck to them with it. I'm, I'm not sure I would choose it as um, somebody who's worked with families. I, I think the less difficulties you set your child up with, the better. School is a difficult place. So, you know, nice to not do that. But again, it's their choice. That's what they've decided to do. I think it's a lot of work and it may not turn out the way they plan. But that's that's what I have. Thank you for sharing that. Over to Vanessa, please. Well, as a, a parent of three daughters, um, I put a lot of uh, research as well as thought and intention into how I wanted to raise my children in the world. And so a lot of my decisions were um, considered by other people as quite alternative. Um, and I wasn't sure whether that would make uh, it harder for my children or easier, or you know, they would stand out as being different or celebrated for the diversity that you know we all have. Um, and as well, I definitely always um, um, encourage you know parental rights. You know, we all have the right to raise our children. Uh, according to our own beliefs. Um, it is definitely a very alternative um, way to raise children. Um, and I also see the, uh, understand the underlying reasons for that. And we never know how it's gonna turn out. We, every situation is different, but I do really celebrate um, the, the intention that that goes into raising children um, and doing it according to what um, you know what our strongly held beliefs are, and in you know in my instance, I you know I didn't raise my children in that particular way, but as I said, it was a very alternative lifestyle, um, and I see as my children are now adults that they um, they got a lot of benefit from it, and 
and they appreciate that in many ways. And sometimes they wish they were raised just like everybody else, but um, for the most part, they really do um, see that they got so much more out of of their childhood. And um, so I, I I wish these parents and that family a lot of luck with with um, the way they're moving forward. Thank you, Vanessa. Rachel, if you'd unmute, please. Sure. Um, so I think, you know, first answer your child, your choice. And I think beyond that, you know, kind of like Jeanette, I wish I could, I want to start doing, you know, research. How does it affect the child and, and whatnot, just to speak more generally about it? Because we know, yes, kids early, you know, earlier than we might think, start to be curious and develop gender realizations. Um, but also, you know, we know too, when does that frontal lobe start to really develop? Well, it's years. So, you know, the scholar in me is like, well, I need to do the research on this before I can even comment. Um, but I do, I think for me personally, there's just been so much good that has been shared by everybody. You know, to Kathy's point, again, your child, your choice. I think something that we can all agree is hopefully these parents, they're doing it with the best of intentions, with the intent of supporting their child and making the best decision for that child. Um, you know, to other points, making it as easy on your child as possible is probably the way to go because we all know what school can do. And, you know, to Jeanetta's point, it does feel a little charged. I would want to know if I was really having a conversation with with the parents and they were actually asking for my thoughts and it wasn't unsolicited, I would want to know the reasons. Like, what is the intention? Why are you doing it? What is the context? Is it to avoid, is it to be gender neutral or is it to help your child look beyond gender stereotypes? Because I think those are very different things. Thank you, Rachel. Tracy. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I never really heard about that. Those are two different things, the number and then the gender thing. Um, I, I think, I feel like I, 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 my opinion is kind of a mishmash of what everybody else is saying here too, the school thing and everything else. But of course you have to make decisions for your family based not just on whether other kids will make fun of them, but for, you know, good reasons. But I almost feel like, I feel like this is for good. Like I understand what, what they're doing, like in terms of why they're doing it. But I feel like it's almost like a really serious experiment, like a social experiment that's being done on this one child and you're putting as much as you're saying well you want to support this child so they can have their own opinion you're like asking them questions before they're asking them. you're putting you're like not we guide our children in things right and not saying guide them to this direction to do that but i mean we have a general lifestyle like life guidance of them and it's like you just kind of it's almost like it's a ghost child that you're not putting any anything on you know like any like i don't want to put expectations on my child but i still teach them how to you know what what the general expectations are and stuff so i feel like I, i'd be more comfortable with absolutely supporting whatever that child comes up with you know and then following the child's lead but it feels like this is almost like a different kind of pressure on the child as though they're saying i want you to be this or this the child is like whether the child is, wants to or not now they have all this stuff to figure out and what they got to figure out what even gender they are at four or five years old like you know what I mean so when the child the child is asking that I think the adults need to respond but when the and again I don't want to judge the parents but well but when but this feels more like it's the parent for the parents needs and what they want being put on a child that hasn't even had a chance to do anything yet so I don't know I've never heard of it before so I don't have a 
like everyone's saying, a well-developed theory about it, but that my initial thing would be a little bit uncomfortable with that for those reasons. Not for the gender reasons, but for the adult, like we're not, like a little baby's supposed to figure that all out, you know? <laughs> Based on what, <laughs> you know? Well, thank you for sharing. I appreciate that. And we're going to go over to Dr. Desiree. Oops, sorry, I meant to unmute you. There you go. Thank you so much. Um, I agree with Tracy. Um, I just feel that, you know, they should be considerate about the child's uh, mindset, you know, as they grow or turn into an adult. So that's my concern is about the outcome, not how it's done, but the, the aftermath, you know, whether it's going to be, um, you know, worthy for the child itself as a child grows up. And so that's, that's my take on it is always about the outcome of all of this. That's all I have to say. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate all of you being here and, and sharing because this is not an easy subject. And these are actually things that are going on in the world today. And it will affect each and every one of us in some way, whether it's today or tomorrow, whether what I just described, does that become a trend, so to speak, where now parents are like, oh, this seems like a great idea. Why don't we do this with our child? And so who knows? We don't know what's going to happen, but we respect everyone and we are open and we are not judging. And that's what I love uh, about what we're doing here today. So I'm going to go around and have each of you share your contact information for Janetta and for Tracy and Dr. Desiree. It's the same. We have a link. I'll put it up for our website and for our guests. I have something for you as well. So let's start with Janetta, just share information about how to get in touch with you. Uh, anybody who wants to get in touch with me, I have two websites. The one is uh, theepiphanyprocess.com or worldjenniesday.com. And uh, uh, the first is for anybody who needs assistance to, to move forward and express themselves differently. And the second is, uh, is to deal with... Uh, changing perceptions around depression and suicide. Thank you, Janetta. And you can find Janetta's information over on a woman's prerogative TV radio show.com. Rachel B. Um, thank you, Dr. Jacqueline. So the best way to get in touch is to click on, I think we'll show it. Yes. That right there on a mission.bio slash Rachel Bain slash, um, I have a website, but that, you know, everything links off of that. So just go there. You can even text me, um, shoot me an email, whatever you want to do. And that'll be also the best way to get the latest information because I update it um, every week. So thank you again for, for having me here. Thank you so much for being here. Okay, let's go over to Tracy. You're on mute. Sorry, start again. You're still on mute. Sorry, you can get me on all socials under my name, Tracy Lamori, which is right over there, right over there. Oh, sorry. Um, or, or you can get me there on a women's prerogative. Uh, so yeah, Tracy Lamori, um, Lamori PR, Tracy Lamori PR media on Instagram, Tracy Lamori on everything else or Lamori media. All right. Thank you very much. Okay. Going over to Mickey. 
Hi there. You can find me at gaffinstone.com on social media. You can find me under my name, Mickey Gaffinstone. Uh, I don't think you'll find there are duplicates anywhere. Mm -hmm. So yeah, easy to contact me on Facebook. That's probably the place to find me the most. And if you go to my website, please have a look around, stay, play. Uh, you can get your human design chart done for free there. You can follow the hyperlinks and learn something about it. I have some ebooks you can download. Um, I aim to offer a fun experience when somebody goes to my website. So please check it out. Thank you very much. Okay, over to Vanessa. I have two websites as well, uh, herbsofgrace.com and herbsofgracehealingarts.com. And um, you can also email me at vanessa at herbsofgrace.com. Thank you, Vanessa. I appreciate it. And over to Dr. Desiree. Hi, everyone. Um, you can find me on all social media platforms with uh, my first name, Desiree Richardson on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. You also can visit my website, www.desiree.com. And you can also visit my other websites, womenofheartfoundation.org, faceofwoha.com, womenofheartawards.org. And my email address is desiree.richardson at gmail.com. And I look forward to hearing from you from you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. This was a great show. Our show next week, the topic is stem cells. So uh, we'll be joined by Annie Bush and any other people who want to join. I have it to set to three guests per show. So thank you so much for being here. Our next show is coming up right after this. It's Talking Heads with our expert, Mariska Dupree, joining us from New Zealand. So that's all for now. You can always, as I mentioned, go over to our website. I'll put it up again. It's a woman's prerogative, tvradioshow.com. All right, we're all just going to say goodbye for now, and we'll be right back after this. Thanks to our guests for being here. Thanks to our panelists. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank um. you.